When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove today, joined by Chief Sports Writer Lee Ryder. It's another sunny day on Tyneside, and again, it's been quite a, shall I not say busy day, Newcastle uh, United uh, transfer wise, but lots of rumours going around. Obviously, TV fixtures as well have been announced for um, the opening few weeks of Newcastle season. We'll start though with the news that kind of brought last night, the news that you've been covering over yeah. the past few weeks about Mikel Mourinho spotted apparently at Newcastle Airport last night heading over to Spain. Mm-hmm. You're expecting in the next 24, 48 hours of that deal to go through and that's yeah. the end of his, his career at Newcastle. Yeah, as, as I mentioned the other day, very disappointing that you know they've lost a player of, ta- of great talent really. You know, We probably haven't seen the best of him, we've seen glimpses of him. And we were impressed with what we've seen, you know, in games last season when he played, then got hindered with the back injury. Uh, then he was fully fit, and all of a sudden he wasn't in the team, and something must have changed. Around about April time, he just seemed to have a change of maybe attitude. I don't know. I, I remember I sat down with him at the hotel in Spain when they were overdoing the the warm weather training, and he was loving life. He was loving his time in Newcastle. Said he could see himself staying here for a few years and then something just changed now whether his head was turned a little bit as well by you know the Louvre a club coming in from Spain but I'm just disappointed because you know he's not going to Real Madrid or Barcelona or you know even in Valencia he's going to Real Sociedad and it's it's just you know it's a step down really as far as I'm concerned we know La Liga is a good good quality league but I just think he had something in, something more to give here now, obviously, in Spain, it's quite typical to have a release clause, and we've gone yeah. through this to find out why. Um, first of all, it does seem quite a, a, a low release clause, ten million. Mm. Do you think it was put in there because of the kind of tradition they have in Spain, or do you think it was put in there because maybe Michael Muno or his agents thought that it might not work out, and obviously, it's proved that, that, that to be the case. Yeah, it's very strange that it's such a low uh, release clause, given he is a Spanish under twenty-one international, so. Chances are he's probably going to go on and play for Spain, get a reasonable number of caps. You'd like to think uh, his career is in the, on the international sort of circuit is on the upward sort of uh, direction. So uh, a strange one, I think Newcastle to agree that because you know ten millions not you know you cannot like be shot from the rooftop saying you've got a bargain at like six point three million and then flog him for you know an extra. Um, you know, three or four million pound. It's it's really disappointing. I think they probably should have done more. When when this started to emerge, they probably should have sat down with him, found out, find out exactly what he wants, what what the issues are here, and get rid of get rid of stupid clauses like that because it could come back to haunt them. Do you think there'll be a, a salon clause if you then move some Sociedad to say Barcelona, Madrid, whatever? Do you think Newcastle will have put some in there to say well, we want however many percent of the deal? Well, you know, the only person that can really answer that is, you know, Lee Charnley. I think 
in the past. All you, all you can say is in the past when they've sold players and you did expect a sell-on close. It hasn't been there. So they've, they've missed out on that opportunity. Whether that, that and, you know, someone like Fraser Forster, for example, you know, <laughs> went, went on to to play for a Premier League club, went on to play for England. Newcastle didn't get any extra additional um, add-ons for that. So, look, you know, if, if the past anything to go by, there probably won't be a sell-on close for you. Uh, that, again, will be a disappointment. But if... Newcastle have put that in there and they do want to let me know then we're all ears do you think now this could be seen to be harsh on Mikel Muna so no disrespect to him but given it didn't work out with Dortmund mm-hmm. do you think this is there a, some, maybe up there with his character which says maybe when he doesn't go straight plan straight away his mind gets turned he gets a bit down and he thinks well you know I'm not, I'm not going to make it here two big clubs arguably two not to say the word failure but it hasn't got a plan no, it hasn't got a plan. Um, I mean, you're questioning his mentality there. I, I think I can only go off the deals I've had with him. He's a very polite guy. Um, seems focused on football. Didn't come here to have a party at Newcastle. Far from it. He came here. You know, and in the past, we have had players who've come here just because it's a party city and they, they want to enjoy it. And that, that, I suppose that's fine if you're delivering the goods on the pitch. But sometimes they don't. But as far as Marino's concerned, I didn't get that vibe with him. I, I, I got the fact that he did want to do well for Newcastle, and you know, let's not forget the fans were like chanting his name uh, at one stage. So it's just disappointing it's worked out that way. And really, now Newcastle are left with this ten million pound. They need to make the most of it. How do you think Rafa will be feeling on this? Because obviously, he obviously liked him to me. Make yeah. a deal permanent so quickly and have them send him on loan. Mm. His hand, you know, Newcastle basically haven't had, got a choice. The release clause has been met. They have to allow talks to, to go on between the two clubs. Rafa kind of just, he's going to just have to kind of accept it, isn't he? Well, yeah, I mean, he's going to get on with it now. I mean, he, he, he'll have had a conversation with him. And if Marino said, I've got no intention of staying, then, you know, what's the point in putting up the fight? Um, to do it I suppose that'll be from from Rafa's point of view my, my point is and definitely what I was saying earlier uh, yesterday and yesterday's video was that this should have been perhaps nipped in the bud a lot earlier and when it became obvious Marino wasn't going to be you know a failure at Newcastle then they should have got these clauses removed and got him set up on a proper contract because it just doesn't make sense um, but if a replacement say this is maybe hoping for the stars um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek comes in then things won't look as bad as that obviously we've, we've, we've lost a, a guy with massive potential yeah. bringing in someone like Loftus-Cheek similar age who looks a lot more suited to the Premier League at this stage in his career yeah he does I mean he's in the England World Cup squad isn't he so that, that underlines the quality someone Newcastle have looked at before Chelsea demanding big fees for all the players they, if there's one club that seemed to have it sewn up in terms of loaning players out and then getting fees for them later on it's Chelsea and Newcastle will probably learn a lot from that um, will Loftus-Cheek be here next season depends on what options he's got I'm pretty sure he'll be inundated he'll have probably better financial offers Uh Teams in the south might want him as well, which will probably suit him more. 
So at the minute, it's it's a possibility. You know, he's definitely on the list. Rafa definitely likes him, but whether you know other clubs come in, we'll have to win. So Newcastle need players quickly. They need them in in time for that first game of the season. The longer he's at the World Cup, the harder that's going to be to do a deal. So they might end up bringing somebody else in, and that one gets um, forgotten about. In terms of replacements, so I've mentioned Loftus Cheek there. Key isn't kind of Chris, he's just an, he's an added body to the squad rather than a direct replacement for Marino. So, is there anyone that is on the radar that you can give fans maybe a bit of positive news about? Well, it's all about how much money Rafa's got to spend. So, I mean, I, personally, I, I think Key is is Marino's replacement, in my opinion. Uh, it's a deal that was done quickly. I think, in terms of what Rafa does next where does he go next well he's obviously go for the striker next there's been bids for uh, Plea and Rondon so if they can get one of, one of them in then I think you know that'll be a step in the right direction and then after that really I think he'd probably look in a right back sort of area defensive area uh, and maybe you know then go back to the the wide positions be delighted if he signs Kennedy I think he'd be a great Addition, whether it's on, even if it is on loan, who cares? They can get him for next season, and that's you know a quality player on board. And you've got to look at like the here and now, not five years down the line, because clearly that policy isn't working for Newcastle. Looking too far ahead isn't work for them. I've done a piece earlier in the week on Kurt's Good, six thousand pound a week, signed in twenty twelve, was nowhere near the quality. And then you've got like players who've left the club in recent times who were possibly asking for a little bit more money and they, they didn't get it and they've ended up leaving up for nothing. So why pay someone like Kurtz Good who clearly wasn't up to it £6,000 a week and then you know other players end up like being cast aside? It's just, it just doesn't make sense. On key nice sign nice surprise I think it's about this time last yeah. Friday that you got wind of it yeah um, broke the exclusive for anyone else there um, a very decent signing you know I mean I've been a big fan so I was more than happy to see his name yeah. uh, mentioned was it one that came out of the blue for you I mean you know we, we've seen other players linked obviously even at the World Cup yeah um, he had said he was he, he planned to leave Swansea at the end of his contract mm. um, was it a bit of a surprise to you to see Benitez go for him I think as soon as South Korea well the World Cup that one started to become a real possibility sometimes you can't you'd like to report everything you know straight away but you just can't um you can't do it because sometimes that can affect the deal. So if we'd have done that straight away, then you know he could have easily, it w- could have alerted another club, Everton for example, and he could have ended up going there. And Newcastle would have possibly missed out. I certainly don't want the burden of Newcastle missing out on players by putting it out too early. So in terms of where Rafa Benitez was. Was basically he'll he'll have a list of players um, that are in a position where they can leave the club um, that there are clauses, free transfers, whatever, and he'll know when to strike and he'll he'll get a good indication on whether they're up with the deal and that's exactly what happened with Key. He, you know, it would have been mentioned to Key earlier, and basically 
Newcastle work, work quickly on that they got it done in 48 hours and he's signed sealed and delivered decent pass on the ball good eye for goal had a building partnership with John Shelby for a season um, he speaks very articulate he knows the Premier League very well obviously played for Sunderland yeah um, he just generally seems like a very good addition and not the million multi-million pound sign that we want obviously comes on a free but captain of, his, of the country you know yeah. being through military service for a month so you know, yeah. you know he's, he's not your your average footballer no it's a it's a really interesting and intriguing signing and you hope he does does well at the club I think where, where does he fit in I mean it's going to be interesting whether you know Rafa might even fancy playing you know Shelby and Key and push the army a little bit further up uh, which I know is something he's he's been a fan of in the past the championship season he had Gale up there with the army just behind him in certain games and he believes that there is some kind of chemistry between those two players so it just gives him another nice option and I think really the way Newcastle play I think he's just going to just fit in really well yes. um, on to Kennedy caught up towards Dick yeah. Merlin for, for the Brazilian wing out seems open to coming back you mentioned at the last at the end of the last yeah. season there the nice way we're hearing is that he's, he's open to coming back but obviously he's back in training with Chelsea they don't know who their manager's going to be it's a bizarre Tail, which isn't really helping Newcastle's yeah. own transfers because they have got interest in quite a few players at Chelsea, namely Kennedy, Loftus, Chio, uh, Casey Palmer, as we mentioned as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems a bit bizarre, but this, the quicker Chelsea get their managerial uh, conundrum sorted, we can maybe move on and maybe sign Kennedy, maybe sign Loftus, Chio. Well, yeah, there's two ways looking at it. I mean, the sooner he comes in, then all those players will know where they stand. Now, if if Sarri comes in and says to Kendi I don't want you and then his agent that'll give his agent more time to get him because his agent is the one who's turned his head his agent's the one who's saying Bayern Munich want you PSG want you Arsenal want you now he he's not going to get any of them clubs but he might get something a bit better than Newcastle so that, so really it could work on Newcastle's advantage if this drags on a little bit because you know we're We've got what a month left now of this window, so it'd be great if you know Newcastle can get something set up and uh, you know get him in on loan and then agree a fee at the end of that loan. I think that'd be the perfect uh, perfect summer signing. And your latest understanding is it that it would more <clears throat> it's more likely to be on loan with a with a fee at the end of the season? Or is it? Could you see it, it, see, it that seems to be what has been put in front of Chelsea first and foremost. Um, but the fee at the end of the loan seems to be thirty million at the minute, so there might be a bit of haggling to do on that. But if look, if I mean, I, I believe that Sarri's going to be, um, it's going to be living at the training ground. I read one report, so this guy's not going to mess about. If he thinks Kennedy's got no going to be of no use to him at all, he'll do anything to to get that deal done quickly. We don't know what Rafa Benitez's relationship is like with with Sarri. We'll have to wait and see, um, but. You know, it's one definitely, definitely keep your eye on that one, Kennedy. I suppose Newcastle fans are, could be kind of banging their heads against the table here because we say thirty million pounds is is the stick and pie, yeah. and it's causing a bit of you know tension here and there. But if you look at Leicester signing Madison mm. from Norwich, who's now played in the Premier League, Kennedy, who's okay, didn't have the best time. Watford hasn't excelled in Chelsea, but had a brilliant second half of the season in Newcastle. He's shown he can do it. Yeah. People are saying, well, an extra five million for someone. Kennedy's talent, who's shown he can do it. 
in today's market, surely Newcastle should be paying that. Yeah, it's a it's a f- fair argument what you're saying. Um, difference between a Leicester and a Newcastle is that Leicester have got that vision, they've got that ambition. The owners, they they've got a bit of romance about the football. They you know they they want to win trophies. They've already won the Premier League title. You know they that is a club. They've got the same vision that Newcastle should have. If if Newcastle had that sort of attitude, then you know we wouldn't be sitting here talking about them quibbling over five millions here and whatever. You know the play bid twenty million. You know the price is twenty seven million. You just lose credibility amongst the top football clubs if you don't. You know, put your money where your mouth is, so to speak, and just, you know, have have some bravery and you know. Go, Put the money if they're saying twenty-seven millions of price, and you like that player, go out and buy him, and you know get prepared for the season and give the guy enough time to get his feet under the table and be a success. Give him every chance to be a success. They're not. They don't do that. It just drags on and on and like, you know, like Florian Lejeune last year took like eight weeks for them to sort that out from start to finish. It's like six point seven million. Um, no, it wasn't six point. It was eight point three or something like that that deal you know should have gone through quicker do you think Benitez where we get for straight I know we've, we've kind of written about it all through the summer yeah. that he's a very meticulous man he would have wanted to have more bodies in before they go back to preseason today before they go to Ireland next week yeah um, and it looks like I know mean, you mentioned Spurs the dates we mentioned in other reports as well um, today that they look like they're going to get the steal on, on, on play I mean Benitez must be kind of sitting there and thinking it's it's the, the take last and all over again probably you know we, we, the fact he said nothing actually says something if that makes sense you know last season he was doing articles about the fixtures and stuff like that you know but then the day if, if he hasn't got anything positive to report back to the fans then he says nothing something similar happened to Kevin Keegan 10 years ago uh, there was a a big uh sort of press launch at the airport for something I can't remember exactly what it was but then everyone started asking Keegan about transfers and she said no I said I've got nothing to say on it there's no point and uh, Newcastle fans were wondering what was going on a few months down the line a few weeks down the line Keegan walked out and that, that said a lot he, it's sad to see these you know we get great managers at the club Keegan being one of them Benitez being another and we just don't seem to want to give them the TLC the need to, to get the job done and it's just dis- disappointing to, to see you know with play do you is that it now do you reckon that's that try money bid and Castle won't no, go back in I think, I think they'll, they'll quibble a bit more they'll probably go in with another uh, bid a couple of million more something like that it'll, it'll go on and on that I think whether is, is Tottenham I mean I'm sure the player would love to go to Tottenham but whether he'd be guaranteed exactly the amount of game time he wants I don't know but uh, we'll have to wait and see I mean he'd, be, he'd certainly be Newcastle's marquee signer wouldn't he this summer if he went to Tottenham he'd just be another player there so we'll have to wait and see there's there's so many uh, clubs in. every day you wake up and there's another couple of clubs have been added to the list so his agent is probably working overtime trying to get there to drum up as much interest as possible obviously the striker is the big big one for Benitez Mervich is set to go to Fulham yeah. uh, Stoke still sniffing around yeah. Dwight Gale um, 
I mean, do you are there any other targets that you think Benitez is looking? Obviously, we know he's got a list of names. But other than Playo, is, is is Play the number one the target? Well, he's he's on his wanted list, and as is Rondon, and there'll be other ones. But as I say, there's a time and a place to like put them out, and um, when when that time's there, then they'll quickly be uh, pushed onto our, our channels. Really, I think that's the best way of looking at it. But Definitely, you know, he's got a long, long list of players that he wants. He's got a long list of players that he wants with a small budget, and he's got a long list of players that he wants, you know, with with a bigger budget. And uh, until Mike Ashley um, wakes up with that enthusiastic sort of attitude, which we all wait and hope happens, um, Rafa's probably going to be scraping around in the bargain basket. And you know, even someone like play, I mean, twenty million for a striker, that's. That's pr- probably an average price for a striker these days, isn't it? Do you foresee him getting the marquee striker that he wants? Well, would Play be a marquee striker really? In, in in for any other club, he'd be another player, as I say. But because the fee would be so big here, and it would break the transfer record, it would probably be we'd have to class it as a marquee signing. So I I do think you will get a striker. Um, but you know, I've seen people saying when we were writing about Rondon, like people groaning about that and saying it wouldn't be a good signing. But I mean, for me personally, I think it would be a player that can do a job, scored a lot of goals in La Liga, he'd done all right at West Brom. But really, yeah, Newcastle need somebody they can rely on for goals. It's, it's an ancient argument in football. You always need goal scorers. But last season, you know, Perez scraped to ten. And I think Dwight Gale got four or five, so not uh, not great. But then, you know, they didn't have massively um, great creators around them all season. Did the you know Kennedy came in in the the latter stages, so it's you're only as good as the wingers around you. But at the end of the day, Newcastle, as I've said before, if there's one way of lifting this city, uh, it's by bringing in a top striker. And I guess we've been waiting for that for, for many, many seasons, haven't we? Since about 1996, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> but no. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, so, our, we don't think there's anything that Italian press working overtime have changed their feelings again today. Now, West Ham are favourites, uh, whereas Newcastle were set to sign them, I think, on Monday. So, yeah, I think we, I mean, we, we have to do our jobs and we check rumours out, there's no doubt about that. But I think. Uh, a lot of knowledgeable fans will know that agents push names out and I think he goes into that category um, Newcastle have got no interest in him but for some reason Newcastle's always a name that agents like to drop in because because they know it's a they know it's a club that is reported on massively so they know that it'll get picked up and it'll just suddenly go viral on social media and that's it exactly what's happened with that player so no interest there um, on to a few potential outgoings um, Matt Ritchie yeah Stoker interested in Middlesbrough apparently in Bournemouth too Newcastle rejected about 15 million yeah but do you think um, it sounds like Stoker probably going to maybe come back and then try and tempt him but the one thing you would have to say is that 15 million for a player of Matt Ritchie's skill, especially going into the Championship, someone who will excel even further in the Championship, seems an absolute bargain. Do you, why, why don't Newcastle, if they're going to sell him, you, you, you easily ask for 20 million, can you? 
yeah, easily. I, I mean, a 15 million that has been rejected. Matt Ritchie probably doesn't want to go there, but then if they're going to offer him silly money, he, he will end up going, but only if that bid goes up. So, yeah, you're probably right, about £20 million would be the, the asking price. And, you know, footballers, they go, they, they do go where it's best for them, ultimately in the long term, for, for the family. Financially, that would be a good move from 75 grand a week, but uh, does he want to be in the Northwest? No, he's, he's happy in the Northeast. If he had to go somewhere else, it would probably be down south, so back back to Bournemouth or Southampton, something like that. So, yeah, and let's be honest, we'd all be disappointed to see Richie go because I think he's been a brilliant signing for Newcastle. But the positive news is today we've seen him back at pre-season training with a smile on his face. Hopefully, um, hopefully that one just that rumor just disappears. Um, on Matt Sells picture today at yeah. pre-season training, not with a smile on his face, and that might have been because he just had a camera shoved in his face. However, he didn't look overly pleased. We know he yeah. wanted to go at a time like permanently. That deal has fallen through. It's a bit of a bizarre one, yeah. you know. Yeah, Newcastle have got the Brafka. Yeah. In obviously Newcastle's number one. Uh rumours have been yes potentially looking for a second a second goalkeeper of maybe De as well. Now does Matzels come in and his slate is wiped clean effectively and Benitez goes well right pre season go and show me what you can do, you could effectively be number two, or is it a case is no 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 return from? I think he's there by default because that deal with Annelec didn't go through. So all of a sudden Newcastle have got five senior goalkeepers on the book and I include Woodman as one of those five I mean it's great in terms of competition for places but just too many I mean you need a number one you definitely need someone who can step in if that guy gets injured and then you, you, you these days you need a third because you know Newcastle have had the goalkeeping woes down the seasons haven't they when the uh, Jack Anik and call and it, that, so you need three solid senior goalkeepers there I think Woodman will go out on loan and I think eventually Sells will either be loaned out again or, or sold it's just about him getting the right money but let's be honest they're not they're not kicking the door down to sign him at the moment are they so I mean it's you have to feel sorry for Matt Sells in a way I mean what a time he's had you know he had his, the disaster of the, um, the start of his Newcastle career Dropped, um, you know, ridiculed on on Twitter wrongly. Uh, end up having to delete his account. Still kept five clean sheets. I think that's not that. Maybe yeah. it was a bit more, but he still kept quite a few. Yeah, he's not the worst goalkeeper in the world. It's just the mistakes he made seem to be magnified. Wouldn't have, probably wouldn't have happened twenty years ago without you know he would have he would have uh, been criticised on the terraces. But the minute people walk out the stadium, then it, that's almost forgotten about. But now everyone wants to you know have another opinion or they, they want to they seem to want to have the most strong controversial points on players and I think Sells was sadly a victim of that and you know then he goes to Anderlecht has a good season thinks I've finally got my escape here and uh, you know the deal falls through didn't make the Belgium squad found out he wasn't in the Belgium squad because his mattress didn't turn up at the hotel he couldn't make it up for the poor guy and uh yeah, it's it's disappointing for him, but you know, hopefully he gets he gets some kind of move um that suits him in the next uh in the next few weeks. But, you know, 
it would be hard for him to return to Newcastle as number one now, wouldn't it? Oh, most certainly. Um, and then just on to the rest of the, the squad around back there. Um, saw some youngsters, obviously Adam Armstrong back on the one. We keep seeing, I think we must have said this. If I can't know it, it seems like he's been around forever, but he's still only 21. But it is a big sum, I think we said yeah. last yeah. season, last pre season as well. But I mean, this is he has to go out and prove to Benitez that you know he can cut it because another loan deal should be that singles at the end of his career in Newcastle. I mean, he's got another couple of years left on his contract, hasn't he? You know, a player that I've followed and I've I've known him for a few years, um, and basically, it's got to be now or never, hasn't it? You know, he he went to Barnsley, wasn't it, a couple of years ago, and didn't really didn't get the, you know, he started off at Coventry and he got the everyone thought look he's going to be a good player. Yeah, he can score goals in the football league. There's no doubt about that, but can he do it in Newcastle he's gonna have to, he has to have the chance to do that first and foremost but you've got to earn that chance and it doesn't seem that he's done enough in front of Rafa Benitez in, in the last couple of pre-seasons now he's back there now they've got a shortage of striker there might be a little glimmer of hope that he, he gets a look in and, and goes from there but I think once Rafa makes his mind up that, that seems to be it but then the day he's training with the first team so he must think something of him to give him that chance but I tell you now, if Newcastle got offered four or five million for him, it'd be an easy deal for them to do. Yeah, Cal Roberts spotted uh, at the ground. Yeah. Jim Jimmy Sterry, um, Longstaff's also there. Um, very good to see them players. Obviously, Jeff Sterry's been around this, in and in and around the squad, but still only twenty-two. So, very good to see these youngsters been given the chance of training with the first team. But on the other hand highlights the lack of bodies they've got yeah yeah it doesn't I think Rafa wanted four or five or six players through the door in time for a day them coming back hasn't happened he's got two in one of them was a goalkeeper who we all knew was signing so yeah and not really a penny of the TV money's been ploughed into yet so it's just just seems unnecessary with Newcastle but until they, they sort out, you know, until they've got like a real hard hitter in charge that, you know, who's obviously above Rafa, someone who's going to go, right, go out and buy that player and get in, they get a bit of freedom, then they're always going to be in this position. Um, and just finally, uh, before we got a few questions off uh, some listeners on Twitter, just briefly the, the TV changes, first four games um, have been affected by TV changes so in case you have missed it um, they are the Spurs game the opening day of the season remains on the Saturday but it's a 12.30 kickoff. you've then got the Cardiff away which remains on the 18th but is a 12.30 kickoff. Chelsea's home is now the 26th of August and a 4pm kickoff. and Man City is now a 5.30 kickoff. Um, remains on the 1st of September and the first three are on Sky the City game is on BT expectedly you know they know the TV companies know Newcastle yeah. drawing huge audiences that Cardiff game isn't ideal for yourself or any fans travelling down no um, but it's like back against the wall we'll no doubt run about TV companies changing the games and not having any consideration for fans I guess the plus side is they're on telly fans will get to see 
we'll get to see that team that wants to can't make it to the games yeah I mean that's that's one way of looking at it it's just you know the loyal away following the guys who go on the buses every single game it's not fair on them to, to you know if you want to go if you want to go card of them back in the day you're going to probably have to be up at about three in the morning yeah, it's, not going to be. it's not worth going to bed um, but look, how does that how does it how will that ever stop happening well it would have to be like the football supporters bodies that put in a complaint um, and they'd have to, to do it directly the Premier League because I tell you now the clubs will never complain about it Newcastle will never go to the Premier League or Sky or BT and complain uh, that the long away trips are televised and it's awkward for the fans they won't do it because they're getting paid an obscene filthy amount of money for it so they just have they just take it on the chin and that is the way Newcastle operate and if the if that money was going into Rafa's transfer pot that would be fantastic but we're still waiting for them to sign a player so we can only judge it on August the 9th I suppose in terms of transfers but yeah it's disappointing and it, it would be nice for the fans if someone of authority stuck up for them and said you know last season Southampton away early kickoff on a Sunday Swansea early kickoff on a Sunday uh, Brighton early kickoff on a Sunday it's like let's let's have a bit of realism here and you know this season at least give Newcastle fans that bit of time and comfort to get to the games that they want to see Fantastic um, now we'll just answer a few questions from people on Twitter we'll start with um, Jordi Dubravka nice uh, nice Twitter handle there uh, he asks who are Newcastle looking at in the number 10 role as well as the full back departments and um, there doesn't seem to have been many links or mentions over yeah. the, past, the past few weeks well the number 10 role I don't think is a priority because they've got uh, Perez who can do a job there they've got more the army who we just touched on in, uh, earlier in this podcast so I can't see them them going for a number 10 uh, the the full back no names at the moment but probably you're looking at a younger player who's happy to play um, sort of a deputy kind of role Yedlin definitely the first choice at the moment and deserves it Mankio can play there so you're looking for someone who goes in that pool of players and, and competes and then when there is injuries they come in and take the chance and I think that's where Rafa will be looking at the you know the under 25 bracket and you know there might be you know once the main transfer work's done there might be some uh, some surprise names that stick out when I say surprise names I don't mean names you might necessarily get excited about but names that probably aren't sort of household ones um, Jim Nelson on Twitter asks with only 18 players back today in pre-season um, how big a squad will Rafa be looking at come the start of the season? Will he be looking to get up to the Premier League quarter? Um, and and I believe he will because really the, those squad spaces are there, and you can have a fair few youngsters can't you in and around it. Which they've you know we mentioned Armstrong, uh, Sterry, Longstaff. They're all making up the numbers at the moment. But you've got Key to come back. Mitrovic possibly towards the end of the winter if he isn't sold by then and if Mitrovic is 
sold, I think that will trigger Newcastle's uh, striker bid. No doubt about it. Uh, Chris Lamb asks the, the the story about the plea bids and the, yeah. the, the time of, the time it came essentially the, the day the season tickets went on general sale or yeah. around that time. A lot of skepticism across social media. Um, what's your take on it? I mean, the, the bid was genuine. But you can kind of understand the scepticism from some quarters, can't you? Well, you can, but I, th- I think it's one of those kind of myths, isn't it? I mean, I remember, I remember hearing people there uh, twenty-five years ago talking about stuff like this, like, like when you know you see the back of the Chronicle and you'd be reading it or you'd be showing someone it, and then you'd there'd be a voice in the background who would say, "Ah, it's just because the season tickets are getting renewed." So it's not. It's it's just one of those kind of recurring uh, themes every summer. Yeah, Newcastle do this this summer. They definitely do need to get those season tickets sorted out. Um, they've extended the deadline once. Um, some people are unconvinced. Uh, you can understand that. Um, Newcastle have left themselves open to acquisitions like that from supporters by not getting the getting at least some work done early. So, is you know is the speculate is there a conspiracy there? I think it's just a bit of a coincidence that they've left themselves to, to this point to get those bids in and it just happens to be around that, that time. I don't think it's deliberate, but by the same token, they do know that they need to get their act together. So, yeah. Um, Nathan, and you've seen Nathan underscore 95. We, we've already talked about playing Kennedy, so we'll, we'll just focus on his Townsend question, just essentially saying what is the latest on Andrew Townsend? Well, the latest on Townsend is basically that Newcastle is definitely won him. You know, the vast amount of price probably will depend on whether Richie gets sold or not. So, you know, if if you hear that Richie's gone, then start thinking about Townsend. But I think Townsend, from what I'm told, is quite relaxed about the situation because maybe as much as he would easily come up here and play for Rafa again, he just doesn't think that. Newcastle are serious, serious bidders. Um, so it's up to them to convince him that they, they really do want him, and you've got to factor all that in. And the final question from uh, Michael Wheatman, who says, Would you agree that the way Newcastle United play, that Rafa would prefer a 10 goal season striker um, rather than a 15 goal season poacher? In a way, what he's trying to say is someone who yeah, can hold the ball up and well, yeah. then a guy with a esque type on the it works within the six yard box. Well, I think when you're looking at you know these, I don't even know if they exist that much these days. I mean, Mo Salah being a, a real exception last season, uh, breaking all kinds of records. I don't know so much generally now if, if those old school number nines who get your bagfuls of tap ins and stuff like that exist as much uh, these days, and. Managers don't like to have the the system to play revolving around one player. So, from Newcastle's point of view, from Rafa's point of view, I'm sure he would prefer it if the goals were spread around the team, and uh, they certainly were last season because because of the of a lack of that that type. Dwight Gale probably expected to get a lot more goals than he did. It just didn't happen for him. Uh, I think I don't know what happened. The first few weeks of the season just seemed to be very hard for him, and. It, there was a knock-on effect after that, so 
Look, I remember watching the team that had Andy Cole in, as a lot of Newcastle fans will remember, and it was the, basically everything revolved around Andy Cole. I think even Peter Beardsley has admitted that you know he looked unselfishly looked to to play Andy Cole in every single time, and that's how Newcastle played at that time. Um, it would to to sign a modern day Andy Cole would cost you. 50, 60 million pounds. So, going back to the question, I think the goals as it stands will they'll try and equally spread around the team and look for more improvements. Right, just finally, uh, some bodies just mentioned there that you did kind of predict that the next signing would be when he arrived. So, they're asking your next prediction for, for the third arrival. In terms of a time frame, uh, you know, I'd like to hope by the second or third friendly, they they'll have you know more new faces on board. Whether that happens or not, whether we can be as accurate this time, it depends on Newcastle relinquishing some funds, and uh, the, as long as this the quibbling goes on over these uh, the current deals on the table, it's hard to tell. But uh, Rafa would prefer. You know, last year in Ireland, everything seemed to happen, didn't it? Um, Mankio came in, Jacob Murphy came in, and then I think Hoslu came in at the very tail end of that, didn't he? So, yeah, I think things are going to start moving. So, whoever these new signings may be, in terms of the lists that we're talked about, is it the low list or the, the high price list? We'll have to wait and see, but at the, there will be activity. Um, within the next two or three weeks. Right, well, thank you very much for joining us. If you head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to date with all the latest Newcastle United news. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe and share the podcast, whether that be through iTunes, Spotify or whichever platform you may be listening through. And if you want to get involved with the podcast, you can do so via our social media channels. We're over on Twitter at ChronicleNUFC and on Facebook at the same handle, ChronicleNUFC. We want your questions, your topics, your feedbacks. Why don't you drop us a line and get in touch?